The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with Rick Zamprin. Yes, hello. Oh, with Rick Zamprin. <laughs> Good morning, and uh, welcome back to another edition of the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. As Rob mentioned, my name's Rick Zamprin. Rob Golfy is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team, the first ever team to sell a thousand homes in a year, and the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfie team. Get them on your side to sell your home, to list your home for top dollar, get the money that you think your home is worth. 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. You got to check them out on TikTok and Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, they're all over the home evaluation game as well for an instant home estimates. Go online to Golfie Home Value com. Plug in a couple of numbers here and there, and uh, you'll get a pretty good idea of what your home could go for uh, if you list it with the Golfie team. Uh, Rob, uh, I'm sure you've had uh, a pretty busy week. How has your real estate life been this week? It's been, you know what, I'll tell you, Rick, it's been really busy, but I want to start off by talking to you about, uh, I did a, uh, a, 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 I was speaking at McMaster University with a bunch of grad and undergrad students, you know, in talking about buying their first home. And the one thing a lot of uh, schools don't talk about is I'm sure if you're in financing or if you're in business uh, courses, they talk about, you know, investments and stuff like that. But really, they don't talk about buying a house. And uh, so I, I did a speak. It was really good. And I, and I did this on uh, Wednesday night at uh, McMaster University. It was fantastic. Uh, and um, I enjoyed it. Like a lot of great questions. I think I convinced a lot of students to to maybe uh, get their real estate license. I don't know. My enthusiasm <laughs> was pretty good. But, uh, but the, the, some of the things that I spoke about was, um, I, and I, I told him, like, if you're going to buy a house, like, I know you're, you're, you're young. Once, once you get out in the, in the workplace, the first thing you should buy is a house. Uh, don't worry about buying a new car. Don't worry about buying your, a nice watch or, you know, Gucci or, or Louis Vuitton clothes. Like, don't do that. Don't, you, you got the rest of your life to do that. I said, buy a house, buy a bungalow and, uh, and have a, like a, 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 like two family home that you can buy either a duplex or a house with an in-law that you can rent out mm-hmm. and move into it. And I, and I, and I showed him the chart, which I sent to you. Yeah. Every 10 years, except for the, the 90s, every 10 years, house prices double. And, uh, and I said to them, you should be buying a house every five years. So my strategy was use their OSAP loan to buy a house. No, <laughs> that was kind of a joke at the thing. <laughs> I go, if you have a job and you don't need the OSAP loan, use that to buy the house because you don't have to pay for that till after you're finished university. Yeah. By the time you finish university, you'll have the equity in the house to refinance it to pay the loan off. And then guess what? You've got a house and you got the loan paid off and, and everything else. But besides that, a lot of these students will need, uh, a lot of these students will need uh, co-signers and help. And I said, beg and borrow whatever you can do when you finish school to buy your first house. And I said, try to buy a house that you can rent out the basement and live on the main floor or live at your parents' house still and buy the house. And I showed them how every five years you buy a house for the rest of your life, how 
wealthy you can be in uh, financially in, in, in your course of a lifetime that you don't have to worry about the Canada pension, the old age pension, or even your company bench, uh, uh, pension plan or whatever you are, you are independently wealthy that you will have a good life. And, 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 and the tough part for most people is, is in their retirement years when they're used to making a lot of money and then all of a sudden they retire and their income drops significantly. And now they, they're dependent on pensions and everything else. Well, if you own properties, you, you can sell one a year and then you, and that'll last you for a four year of income or whatever, but you'll still live the, the great lifestyle that you've been living all your life. And, um, it, it, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great turnout. Um, McMaster university, they asked me if I would ever come back again. I said, absolutely. I, I you know, I always like giving back. I always like sharing. Uh, and I was telling them different, different ways, what to do, how to buy houses and, uh, you know, partnerships sometimes are good for young people. And then, and then, and then you guys split off and go on your own as long as the partnership's good. But it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was pretty good. And, and then I showed them the chart that we have in front of us and they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. There's nothing that outperforms real estate. Nothing outperforms real estate out there. Well, it's interesting to, you know, and this chart goes back and it's a history chart of all the properties listed through the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington over the past few decades, starting in 1955, where 2,552 homes were sold that year for an average price of $10,162. And I'm sure many students at Mac on Wednesday night were looking at that figure thinking, wow, I can I can get a few homes right now if the average price was that, but it's not. It's nearly a million dollars. So what were more of the common questions in terms of getting into the market? Um, like just the interest rates and, and, and explaining like qualifying, like what kind of income they needed to qualify for right. a certain mortgage. And, and I, and I, this is what I, I was telling him. I said, look, don't look for the, the great house. I said, the best houses out there are the ones that, that are dated, but are well taken care of. Buy those, buy the bungalows. My, my theory was you buy a bungalow because you can probably convert the basement uh, into an, an apartment, especially if it's got a side door entrance mm-hmm. and, and, and that entrance, it leads to the, da- the basement or the, uh, the main floor. I, I said, do not go with the two, two and a half stories. They're more costly. They're, uh, and it's in, in the basement. It, it's, they don't normally have side entrances. I go buy those as your first house, rent out the basement and, and try to find a place where you can find a down payment now. So for $500,000 house or 550, you can get that in Hamilton still in central Hamilton, possibly uh, East end or whatever. But if it's dated and it's in mint condition, all you need is some paint cleaning up and just, just maintaining this house. That's a perfect way. And then what you do is you can live in there for five years, refinance it, buy another one in five years. And you do that every five years, you'd be amazed at, at the uh, wealth and accumulation of equity that you build up in, in the course of a lifetime. Now, um, a lot of people have been doing this, but a lot of people are afraid, you know, I don't want to deal with tenants. Let a, let a management company deal with that. Don't deal with it. Let somebody else deal with that. You don't have the headaches of that. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it's just like people managing your uh, mutual fund. Now, when you're buying a mutual fund, let's say, let's say you, you, you put 25,000 into a stock or a mutual fund. 
that stock only goes up, let's say 7% a year. So 7% of 25,000, it's not that much. But if you buy a house for 500,000 and you actually put 25,000 into as a down payment, well, and it, if it goes up 7%, it goes up 7% of the 500,000, not the 25,000. That's the, the great aspect of it. And then you have somebody else paying for your mortgage. Now, whether you're renting or you're own, you're paying a mortgage. You're paying somebody's mortgage if you're renting, but if you own, you're paying your own mortgage and you're, and you're, and you're uh, uh, closing down your mortgage and paying your mortgage off. So these guys loved it. And then some people were asking questions. They want to become a realtor. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is about buying out, buying your first house, not becoming a real estate agent. <laughs> but it was, it was really enlightening. I liked it. And I showed them the chart and I told them, I said, real estate, best investment in the world. You can't go wrong. Um, and, uh, you will, you will surpass everybody else's, uh, uh, net worth by buying real estate. And, and, and you could maybe buy one every 10 years or one every seven years or whatever. But I, I, you can make money and start off with putting $40,000, let's say, or $70,000, depending on the price point, whatever down payment you have just want, and that will buy you a house every five years for the rest of your life, every five years. Because housing prices go up every five years, you refinance, use that money to buy the next one. In five years, you refinance, buy the next one. And by five years times 20, 30 years down the road, you know, you accumulate a nice uh, little portfolio and then uh, you're all set. Easy uh, peasy. I, I'm sure they looked at uh, 1990 to 2000 because that's marked off as the recession decade in which housing prices actually went down for a few years and then finally crept back up. Were there any questions related to that, given that there is talk now of a, a recession looming at some point this year or potentially next year? I said that will probably never happen again in uh, just because of the fact interest rates were 12, 13 percent. Um, we're a lot smarter now. Population is growing faster than ever now. We have a shortage of homes now. There is so much that is different now than that. And then, and, and then that's only one decade in the last, how many, 75 years? Yeah. That's only one decade. So, and I, and I was a young guy, I was just finishing school and I, I got beat up in that decade. I got, I took a, 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 a whipping uh, from the economy. And, uh, and I think that's what, where I got my MBA, uh, <laughs> Rick, uh, <laughs> uh, living the real life of, of uh, being in business during the, that, decade. And, and you talk to anybody that was in business uh, in that, that 90s era, uh, you will find that they, they will tell you it was probably one of the toughest ones. It, I think that the, the last one like that would have been probably the Great Depression in the 1930s, but it didn't last long. I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think that depression went on for a whole decade. Like, and if you look at 1990, 1990, the average sale price. Now, this is based on Hamilton, Burlington, and surrounding areas combined, right? The average sale price. So in 1990, the average sale price was 167765 Well, in 2000, the average sale price was 165000 So, So we actually dropped $2,000 in a whole decade of, of owning real estate. So a lot of builders struggled through there. A lot of, like, like a lot of people went bankrupt. There was a lot of bankruptcy. I remember the news on the radio, on TV, uh, all across Canada, United States, uh, you know, we're in a recession, people losing their jobs. They don't have jobs. People are opening up small businesses. It was a tough, it was a tough time. 
It's a really enlightening chart. And when we come back after the break, Rob has a prediction for what the price will be in 2030. You'll want to stick around, especially if you're thinking of getting into the real estate game, buying some homes, becoming, who knows, a realtor yourself. Stay tuned for that here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. A house in the middle of a street. A house in the middle of a Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team, the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700 and get your home on the market and you will get top dollar from the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell a thousand homes in a year. That number again is 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can find them all over social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok. If you have a question for the Golfi team or maybe a topic idea you would like Rob to discuss on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfi.com. So we've been going through this historical home price chart in the uh, Hamilton Burlington area that dates back all the way to 1955 when the average price was just over $10,000 it finally hit six figures in 1987 when it went from 92,000 and change in 1986 to 116,000 in 87 the recession years from 90 to 2000 they've been climbing ever since hitting half a million in Hamilton Burlington in 2016 nearly a million last year $975,000 and change in 2022. So in eight years from now, Rob, the year is 2030. Uh, we're all driving electric vehicles, I'm sure. We're all, maybe some of us have uh, have uh, robotic <laughs> limbs at that time, and we're, uh, who knows what's <laughs> happening in the world. But it's 2030. What is your prediction for the average house price in Hamilton, Burlington? So I averaged out from 2020 the average sale price was 694000 right? To 2030, an increase of 100%. But I think it's, and I, I, I was being very conservative, but I truly feel it's going to be a 150% increase hmm. in that decade. So we're already two years into it. I truly feel by 2030, our average sale price with the Hamilton Burlington board is going to be $1.7 million. So that, and that that seems high. Yeah, that 150% increase would be the yeah. second highest all time behind the 1980s. Uh, so is that a supply right. demand uh, issue? What's the factor in that prediction? I, I think because the, what, what, what I predict is the change because we still have a shortage of homes. We're bringing immigrants in like you would not believe there. And, and we're, there's going to be a shortage of rental properties, a shortage of uh, uh, homes. And it's just going to, we're just going to, it's just going to be a tough thing to fulfill. Housing prices are going to go up. We're going to have another boom in three, four, three to five years from now. We're going to have another one. And then and there's going to be another one in 2030. Believe me, I, I truly feel 1.7 million 
it, it, it seems crazy to think that the average sale price in the Hamilton Burlington. Now this is combined, combined with Hamilton prices and right. I mean, Burlington prices is well, uh, one at, at, at that number. But I truly feel that, that that's low at the 1.7 million. I, I, tr I think it's going to be higher than 1.7, but I'm going to keep this. And I sent you a color copy. I got it. And you, uh, Rick, you got to keep this. So you got to keep this for another, uh, I guess, uh, seven, seven years. years. <laughs> and seven years. And uh, and see if I come close to that prediction for 2030. And uh, I, I, I do believe that because our, our time, like, so if you look at the decade between uh, 1970 to 1980, the, the housing prices went up 143%. 1980 to 1990, 182%. And I don't think I'm that far off. I, I averaged it. I, I based it on 150%. And I, I truly feel that we're going to get that unless they allow, uh, uh, we, we know that they can't keep up to the amount of homes they can build to keep up to the band. And it's going to take 20 years for them to even probably closely catch up. Now, builders right now in the last six months put everything on hold because the interest rates, not many buyers out there, they don't want to start projects until people come back. Well, guess what? People are coming back right now. The market has turned. It's pivoted right now. Remember how I always say, February, get your house on the market? Mm -hmm. Well, sales are happening. Average sale price has gone up uh, in, in the Hamilton, Niagara, and I, Burlington a little bit as much. I, I actually brought up the price, the average sale price right here. So Burlington, January, uh, uh, it, it dropped from December. But now it's picking back up again. Now, I only did the first two weeks of February, but it has picked up from uh, January's average sale price. But everywhere else, it's climbing and people are coming back. People realize that uh, the interest rates are going to be what they're going to be. Uh, they're not afraid. They say, okay, this is it. I want to be a homeowner. I want to buy a house. I sat on the fence for a long enough time. Let's just buy it. This is, this is it. This is what it is. And I truly feel the market has, is not going to uh, adjust anymore. We had a nine month adjustment from April 1st to December 31st. It just, it was just a, a sliding scale going down on the, on the home prices. I think we hit, I think we hit bottom or leveled out. Now things are coming back. Confidence is coming back. Uh, you know, we're just, people need a house to live in. And, and I truly feel that uh, I'm not going to say housing prices are going to go up 10% this year, but I think they're going to they're going to hover and flatline up and down, up and down, up and down throughout the year. But right now, if you're thinking about selling, do it now because I don't know how this flurry of a market that we're right in the middle of right now is going to last. Usually, it lasts four to eight weeks. We're already probably I'd say three weeks into it. So if you're looking at selling, better give us a call and get your house on the market you will do well on, on your sale price if you're selling. That number to call is 905-575-7700 online, robgolfie.com. I do have to ask you, and I, I do like the project prediction for a number of factors, and one of them being the immigration policy that this country has instituted. I'm, I'm not against it at all, but the fact of the matter is we are projected to bring in 465,000 residents, new immigrants to this country this year 
and Next. And I think over the next three years, it's like 1.45 million new people into our country. We have to build homes for these people. We already have a shortage of homes. Now we're adding upwards of a million and a half new people. Where are they going to be? I think that's going to put a big strain on supply and demand. We don't have enough tradespeople to build these homes. Uh, I, I think your prediction is going to be pretty bang on. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm keeping this. And I'm going to tell you, I can't wait to uh, you and I talk about this in 2030. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we should yeah. say, I guess, goodbye to Fair Square. It is closing its doors in Stony Creek and in, in every other province except for Quebec. Uh, did this come as a shock? You know what? I've been following and watching their numbers very closely. And Rick, I was just mentioning this uh, probably a couple weeks ago to some uh, other colleagues of mine. And I said, you know what? They're square. They're not doing the numbers like they were. Now, in, in, and, and there's a couple of reasons for this. Now, corporations, they don't get this. I, I'm going to tell you something. When corporations buy another corporation, they always want to change their name to what their company name is or make up a new name. Hmm. And these guys, are, these guys are guys sitting in the boardroom, have nothing to do. They're not in the, in the trenches of what's going on in, in, the, in, the, in the market. Now, originally... Comfrey was there years ago and Purple Bricks bought it in two, July of 2018. There was an announcement, Purple Bricks. Purple Bricks was a company from the UK. They brought Comfrey. Comfrey was, I'm telling you, they were, they were a big threat. They were doing numbers like you would not believe. And, and just to let everybody know, Comfrey was a private for sale company that you can list with them. You pay a flat fee and they put your house on, the, on realtor.ca and that's it. They didn't do anything else besides that. Right. So Purple Bricks ends up buying them and they changed their name to Purple Bricks. I think that hurt them a little bit. So then Purple Bricks kind of went through a little bit. They were, they were thinking maybe this wasn't a good idea. So within four years, 18 months, oh no, uh, uh, within four years, Purple Bricks sells to uh, Fair Square in, in uh, January 2022. This is not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Now, now they've changed. They had three name changes in a course of four years. They confused the consumer. Yeah. So yesterday, they went in, told all the realtors that that are working there and everybody else, guys, today's your last day. You're gonna have to find another brokerage because we're shutting down. That's it. Like, like you know, it was just like something you see on TV. Wow. You're done today. The whole company's closed up. You know, the, uh, and, and, and you have to find another place to go. Um, that's the sad part about it. And, uh, but yeah, they they struggled. They struggled in the, in the, in the past year. And I don't know when the market's really hot. Remember I always say, if the market's really good, you shouldn't use uh, a private, for, like a, a, for, uh, a private for sale company. Well, this wasn't private, mean, like a for sale company that just, it's private, like mm-hmm. commission, less commission, because you're going to hurt yourself in the long run in the sale price. Yeah. Well, I think that good market that we were in, Fair Square sh- thought they should have done well. But in a great market, you don't use those companies. Hmm. In a balanced market, yeah, you could use those companies. And in, in a bad market, you don't use those companies. So we haven't had a balanced market yet. We either had a good or a bad market in the last three, four years. So there hasn't been the right market for these private, these uh, uh, commission, low commission company, uh, uh, real estate companies to, to thrive in. 
so they are uh, closing up. But now in Quebec, they do about 11% of private for sales, like uh, uh, low commission private for sales in Quebec. And I think that they're just keeping that there. And then the rest of Canada, I think they're shutting her down. Hmm. Wow. Uh, you can call yeah, the Gulfie team at 905-645-3221. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. You can also find them online at robgulfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Uh, experts are apparently saying that the housing market in Toronto is going to experience a dramatic shift this year. What are you hearing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm feeling it right now. We are, are experiencing a dramatic shift right now as we're in the market. The market's picking up. Um, and, and finally, the, you know, there's some good optimistic, uh, uh, you know, pub, uh, public news articles that are saying things are changing. Now, I know for buyers, uh, they're feeling, oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go again. Don't worry about it for the buyers. Listen, right now, it, it, it's the sellers. They're going to shine for another, you know, through this early spring market, but it will level off. It will level off so the buyers to get in. But like, but the buyers should have got in in November, December last year. That I'm telling you, those were the deals. If if you could find the house that you wanted, you should have bought in November, December last year because you could have hammered out a sweet deal and probably even could have sold now for probably about five to eight percent more and and made made a, a good flip on it. You know, you know, Rick. You know how I am about the spring market, February, right? Yeah, you could yeah. buy last year. And I, and I knew this was going to happen this year. We did go through, I, I think, uh, for a real estate recession, we, I think we've gone through it. And, and, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I, like I said, we're going to flatline for the rest of the year once the spring market is over with and this, this little flurry of activity that we're having right now. But, it will, but I truly feel the real estate recession is behind us. And, and there's been a shortage of everything. So is there going to be a recession? I think the big corporate companies um, that, uh, that have like Amazon, they're going to feel it a little more. People are probably aren't buying as much, uh, as they were before. They're probably watching what they're doing because of the interest rates. And they're going to feel it more than anybody else. They're because people aren't going to buy as much as they were before because people's mortgage rates are higher. People's rental, rental, uh, uh, rental housing is, is higher, but it's going to be, um, and, and that'll, and that, and that's going to float around for, uh, for this year. But I think our real estate recession, I think we're a little bit past it right now. Got a couple minutes left in this segment. Let's touch on this super skinny house in Toronto. So a few months ago, we talked about a a home that I think it was 10 feet wide and it was listed for 2 million. Well, this one is, uh, it's in Toronto. It's 15 feet wide. So you get, I guess, a little bit more room, but it's listed for nearly $3.4 million. Got five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and described as sophisticated and subtle. Uh, I've seen some of the pics. I'm sure you have as well. I'm not sure, uh, you know, I, I guess for a certain family, the, this would work. I'm not sure it would work for my family, but what, what were your thoughts on this super skinny house? You know what? There's a, there's a few of them in Toronto and, and I'll tell you, um, about a couple of years ago, I went around, it was in 2000, January of 2021. So this is like two years ago. I went, I went to Toronto and I had my arms spread out on one of these homes. Rick, and I could literally, you know, touch both sides. My my arms wide open, just like the way I do on the billboard. You know, my <laughs> arms are wide open, yeah. just like that. And what that shows is um, the 
you'd be amazed what they could put on 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 a house. Now these houses are like like okay, so my arm span is probably what eight feet wide, maybe not even but six feet wide, maybe. So these houses were seven feet wide oh, or wow. six and a half feet wide, like. And I've got pictures. I actually I forgot to send them to you. I wish I, I sent them to you. You would have you would have uh, really laughed about it. But there's quite a few houses, and I drove around and 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 took pictures in front of these houses with my arms wide open in front of the house to show you how thin, mm-hmm. like how narrow these houses are. But people buy them. Like, like if you think about it, you won't be able to fit a queen size bed in some of these houses. Yeah. Like you cannot, it's just not wide enough. Like you got to put a regular double bed. I mean, it like it's very narrow and deep and you got a thin hallway to go to the other room in the back. It's, uh, but they're selling. That's how valuable real estate is in the, uh, in the Toronto market. And they'll build on a, like the smallest house and nobody's afraid to do it. They'll do it. They'll build it. And uh, just because real estate uh, value is so expensive in Toronto, especially if you want to be downtown Toronto. So I don't, I don't know if they'll get the three point, is it 3.6 million dollars for that house? 3.4 million. I don't know if they'll get it, but they listed it. It's a good publicity for the, for the house. It looks like a beautiful house. I Mm -hmm. looked at it online. Uh, It looks like a gorgeous house and it's, and it's probably in in an area where, you know, housing are going for that price, but Hey, this is a great publicity for the agent. He's got, uh, you know, uh, front, front, front page news for, uh, for, for his listing. So good for him. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about cottage country and some changes that might come there. Also taxing foreign homeowners. Lots more to come here on the Golfy real estate show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of, or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web. That website address is robgolfy.com. Rob G O L fi.com call the number one remax team in canada that's the golfy team 905-575-7700 if you're in the market to buy a house or you want to sell yours and uh, want to do it for top dollar give that golfy team a call 905-575-7700 and they're on tiktok twitter facebook and instagram as well with some uh, great listings on those social media sites and some videos too for you to enjoy cottage country the weather soon enough is going to warm up a little bit more than it has uh, in what has been a relatively mild winter season, but soon enough we'll be talking about opening up the cottage once again. But there should be things that people should know about cottage country. In fact, the Canadian Regional Real Estate Board is looking at Ontario's cottage country and saying, well, things might you know, flip a little bit. Um, residential non-waterfront sales in December were down 38% from the same period in 2021, but the forecast is um, there's going to be a strong spring at hand. Cottage country, Rob, where do you sit on that? 
I, I believe that there will be. Um, I think uh, the people with more money will end up buying. And uh, like I said, we just went through our real estate recession. I think it's settled and people feel confident that this is it. Especially now when the news come out in March regarding February's numbers. Uh, now, unit sales are always going to be down from last year compared month over month, right? From 2022, uh, February versus 2023. Uh, but what it's showing though, um, uh, based February's numbers based on January's numbers and December's numbers, it's showing that it's starting to climb in average sale price slowly. Now, unit numbers, it's going to be tough to, to get those. So those, I, I don't look at, I'm looking at based on uh, what's going on in the marketplace with average sale price. And I truly feel waterfront is going to be picking back up again. And people, people want a place to go to, like, you know what I mean? Like people, you know, especially with all the stuff that's been happening and in, in through the holidays with the, with the airports and the, and, and everything else like that, people mm -hmm. are going like, I'm tired of this, this <laughs> you know, being at the airport, whether flight's going to make it or not. So people want a place to go to where they know they can get there. They're three hours away from their car or two hours away from their car. They get there and they can sit there and relax and they can do that every weekend without having the cost and all the, all the uh, wait times and everything at the airports. Now, if you think about it, you go to, you want to buy a, a place in Florida, you, you got to fly there, right? So you got to get there two hours before, three hours before the flight leaves, right? So, and then you got to wake up early. So it's, it's an eight hour ordeal right. to, from start to finish. Well, you can hop in your car in, in Hamilton or even Toronto or whatever, or Niagara, and you could be hop in, load up the car, drive your three hours there or, or whatever time frame that you are from cottage country, which is easy. And it's, you know, yeah, you might have to deal with some traffic here and there, but if you're, if you're in business and you don't have to worry about being at work at a certain time, which now is happening more people working out of their houses more, they can, they can say, Hey, listen, I'm going to drive back on Monday morning and then work. I'll work at home on my computer and I'll work till eight o'clock at night versus till five. So I think, uh, the, uh, the cottage thing is going to happen, uh, even more so than ever. Uh, there's more, there's still a lot of money out there. There's still a lot of people that, uh, uh, are, you know, enjoying, uh, enjoying, uh, the, briefs of the benefits of the equity in the house they built even in the last 10 years. Absolutely. And also, you know, during the early stages of the pandemic, as everyone was saying, hey, why don't we just, you know, work from home in cottage country? The the internet infrastructure was, uh, you know, drastically boosted in places like Muskoka because, you know, uh, employers were realizing, hey, these people are going to be working from home. We have to boost, uh, you know, the uh, electric connectivity that we have from workplace to, uh, to individual. Uh, let's jump to, because there are some Americans who own cottages in Canada, and they're going to be faced with a new bill, and that is the form of a new annual tax for foreign homeowners. And as you can imagine, a lot of Americans are thinking, well, wait a second, why are you getting dinged by the federal government? Uh, we got about a minute. Your quick thoughts on this, and we'll carry it through our next segment as well. Yeah, it's. I was surprised that, I, that that is coming out. I guess they just... Uh, you know what? These Americans, some Americans own properties in Canada, uh, like the wealthy ones that own properties in the Muskokas, uh, have owned them for maybe 10, 20, 30 years. Now, there's the Crystal Beach ones that cross the border from Buffalo into Crystal Beach. They're going, now they're just average people like everybody else. And they, you know, they bought a cottage there uh, in Crystal Beach for, you know, probably 50, 80, or 100,000 years ago. Now, 
they're now they're going to be taxed. I think I don't know. I I, I just they're 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 making it too difficult. I think for foreigners, uh, and they're going to every aspect of it, which I think. You know, there's positive and negatives about it, so it just depends on your opinion. Is it going to have an impact on home prices? We'll get Rob's view on that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Get the Golfy team on your side today by calling them at 905 575 7700. They're the number one Remax team in Canada, the first ever to sell a thousand homes in a year in Hamilton. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Find them on TikTok, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can also get an instant home estimate by going online to golfyhomevalue.com. It'll give you a pretty good idea of what your home could go for on the open market. So before the break, we were talking about this new annual tax for foreign homeowners. And uh, Robbie, you were just mentioning a lot of people from the states, upstate, western New York, the Buffalo area who own homes in Crystal Beach or the Muskokas, whatever the case is. I, I think this was a 1% tax that they're going to be faced with. But do you think it's going to have any impact on the value of those homes, the, the home prices when they are going to be resold? No, I, I don't think it'll have a, an impact on, on the houses resold. Um, I, I do feel that you, there'll be some people reselling now. If the one percent tax is at a one percent based on the actual value, yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to see the the actual value of the property. Am I correct? Yes. Or or yeah. So that like now you got cottages in the Muskokas that are worth ten, <laughs> twenty, thirty million dollars. Yeah. So now they're wealthy people. If they can afford it, they'll probably I don't know. They'll probably keep it or resell it. It just depends. But uh, I do think the people in Crystal Beach. Are, you're going to see a lot of houses for sale, so I better get my car, my uh, my mailers out there right away <laughs> to get that business. But I I I, I do feel that it, there will be an abundance of houses going up for sale in uh, in in the middle to uh, the middle class uh, uh, home like people that uh, own houses. Like there's people in Buffalo that have a cottage at Crystal Beach. They just barely could afford it when they bought it. Now. It, they probably bought it at 150,000 years ago. Now they're worth probably three, four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now, if they have to pay an, an additional four or five thousand dollars a year to keep that cottage, some will keep them. Uh, most of them, I think, will say, you know what? Uh, I don't know if I want to do that because you know the upkeep of the cottage plus the taxes on the cottage plus you know everything else. Yeah. It just it it they're gonna they're gonna deter a certain percentage of the people. Um, the wealthy, I don't think it'll deter them. They're just because the, the wealthy. Uh, for, 
uh, uh, 10,000 or 20,000 is nothing to them. That's just a drop in the bucket for a lot of those people. But, but for four or $5,000 in the crystal beach area for a lot of the Buffalo people that own in, uh, in crystal beach, I think it, it'll affect that. There'll be a, a houses going up for sale there for sure. In my is, opinion. Yeah. That's going to hurt. So this, this new 1% tax, it's an annual tax. So each and every year, 1% on the value of the property of the home will have to be paid, um, on or before April 30th. Um, exempt are non-weatherized properties, like a cabin, I guess, that's not insulated, and properties that are occupied more than 180 days per year. So if it's your permanent primary residence, you know, you're not going to face this tax, but if you're only using it for maybe a couple months of the year, you're going to be hit with it. Uh, on to our final topic of today's show, and we're talking about rental units versus Airbnbs. And there was a story earlier this week about how a lot of these apartment units are falling into disrepair while Airbnb guests are filling up their uh, rental spaces, their buildings, uh, with relative ease. Uh, your thoughts on the, the the apartment game versus the Airbnbs? Yeah, I don't know if I would. I, I, I to me as an owner, I know I get it. The the owner of the apartment building, you know, he gets good rental income from Airbnbs, but you're really hurting the residents that are living in there. I don't think it should be in an apartment building. Now, I know there was a new building built in Hamilton. The one guy built a brand new, fresh new apartment building for rental. A, a company came in and rented the whole building out. So, and they're turning it to 100% Airbnb. Wow. And yeah, and so it, so the owner of the, of the building basically only has to get one check a month, right? Like, cause, cause they rented every single unit. Now, now I'm not sure how that unit how that company that rented the whole building out is going to be able to do it because you have to be living in there to uh, do Airbnb uh, in the building. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I don't think you should do it in apartment buildings uh, in, in rental units, even condominiums. But like it, you're, you're just, you're hurting the residents that live there because people, when they go to a different town and, and if it's, especially if it's a, a bunch of people moving in, like they're partying, they're there, they stay up later because they're there on vacation. They're not there living every single day. So it hurts the, the residents currently living in there. And I, I get it. Um, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're upset. This, this con, this apartment building are upset with uh, the landlord or the owner or whoever is in charge of this building uh, with all the details and everything that's going on in this building. Pretty sticky situation, uh, but uh, I'm yeah. sure that, uh, you know, the people involved will find uh, a better place. I know the city of Hamilton has some new rules regarding Airbnbs that some say are great and others say, well, it's not working for them. We'll see how it all pans out in the uh, the weeks and months and who knows, years ahead. Uh, hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Another fine outing for Mr. Rob Golfie. Rob, thanks for joining us once again, and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.